Our scripture reading this morning before Brother Indong's lesson is Galatians 3, chapter, I mean, verse 26 and 27. 3, verses 26 and 27. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For some time now, we have, as a congregation, been eagerly waiting for this day. Brother Roberto, we have looked forward to your arrival, and now he is here. He has been in the United States for approximately one month, give or take a few days, and on Wednesday, he looks forward to now returning back to his home in the Philippines. Um, but while he has, has been here, he has been visiting his uh, supporters. He's been visiting his alma mater, the East Tennessee School of Preaching and Missions, and uh, attending lectureships and visiting with friends and catching up. So Graber Road, fortunately, is his last stop on his tour, and he will be heading back um, in a few days. I just want to let you know a little bit about Roberto. Uh, in 1993, Roberto obeyed the gospel and was baptized into Christ. In 2006, he married Gwenefi uh, Hovis. Gwenefi Hovis. <laughs> he now has two children, a son named Julius, age 11, and a daughter named Eunice, who is five years old. In 1999, our brother graduated with a degree in, in secondary education, and in 2000, he began to be involved in evangelism. In 2006, Graber Road became aware of him and was introduced to him, and we met him through Free Home Bible Study and the work that Tracy Batchelder was doing. With, uh, with that program. In 2012, no, 2010, 2010, Brother Roberto decided to attend the East Tennessee School of Preaching and Missions in order to prepare himself to be a full-time evangelist. And he graduated from the school in 2012 with a degree in, uh, in, in preaching. Um, and since that time, he's been working as a, the, a evangelist in his hometown or in Calasio, um, the Philippines. And he has been working to establish and edify the Calasio Town Proper Church of Christ since 2012. Graber Road fortunately was was asked to overtake the oversight of his work and the elders gladly accepted that and since 2018 we have been overseeing the work of Roberto in the Philippines. I've had the pleasure of having him stay with me for the last several days and he and I have 
taken some very deep dive on scripture, and I'm very proud and very happy to say that um, I, I believe he knows his scripture, he knows his Bible very well, and this morning he is going to, to show us some of the skill that he has as an evangelist, and he's going to share the word of God with us this morning. Tonight, like Brother John said, if you're interested, he will be here to tell us and, and give us a slideshow on his work that he's doing in the Philippines. So, Brother Roberto. Morning. I am just so uh, thankful, first of all, to the Lord because uh, He has given me this opportunity to uh, be able to be with you uh, this morning. I am so glad and thankful to Him. Second, I would like to uh, express my appreciation to uh, every one of you who make uh, my trip uh, possible to come to uh, the U.S., to the elders of this congregation. Thank you so much for accepting the responsibility to uh, oversight the work of the Lord in my uh, country and for the support that uh, this congregation has been uh, giving uh, to me, for my family and for the work. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Very, very much. What are the things in life that you value the most or you treasure the most? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is it career? Is it social status or position? How about family? How important is family to you? If it can be measured, how wide would it be? If it, is it this wide? This wide? And it gets close as, as this and this? that you will always be on your knees praying to God for your family. Although uh, I was or I am thousands of miles away from my family, I am so uh, grateful and thankful because uh, we have the uh, social media that uh, we could use to uh, talk to them, to see them. And uh, it uh, amazes me because uh, every time we have a conversation to each other, my family and I, 
My daughter, Eunice Ruth, who is five years old, five years old, always asking me to end our conversation, praying together. Friends, brothers and sisters, whatever you do and show to your family determines their value or their importance to you. Now, is it not that uh, the church is also a family? If you would, please uh, turn with me in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse uh, 15. The scripture says, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the house of God is the church of the living God. Now, what we can, what can we usually see in a house? Is it not a family? So uh, the church is God's family. The church is God's family. Are you not glad that, uh, and grateful that you are part of the family of God? There are many reasons that we could give of our appreciation and gladness that we are part of the family of God. But uh, this morning, I just would like to give you three reasons why we should we be glad and be grateful that we are part of the family of God. First reason is that in this family, God, our Heavenly Father, is our Father, and we are His children. And the first, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, God Himself says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now, how did we have that kind of relationship with the Father? If we are His children, how did we have this kind of relationship with Him? The scripture reading says that in Galatians chapter 3, Verses 26 to 27. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So we got this relationship with God when we put on Christ in baptism. Why baptism? Because... It is in baptism that we can contact the blood of Christ. If one is baptized, he is baptized into Christ's death. And it is in his death that his blood was shed for the remission of our sins. John 19 verses 33 to 34 says that uh, Jesus' blood was shed in his death. Now, if you want to get into his blood, you have to get into his death. 
Because that is where His blood was shed. But how? Romans chapter 6 verses 3 to 4 says that we have to be baptized into Christ. Why? Because if you are baptized into Christ, you are baptized into His death. So it is not by praying. It is not by doing good. It is not by being a religious person. But by going through the death of Christ in baptism. Now, in this family, God's family, what kind of a father we have in this family? Sometimes, we uh, brag about our earthly fathers. We tell our friends how good they are to us, who they are, what are the things that they have done for us. But yet, they still fall. They still fall in many things. But what about our, our Heavenly Father? What kind of a father He is in His family? Paul says, or Moses said in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, that He fulfills all His promises. That is the kind of a father we have in this family. He fulfills all His promises. God Himself said that He is merciful, He is gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, and forgiving. Exodus chapter 34, verses 5 to 7. And then, Paul says that he can supply all our needs. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. So that is the kind of a father we have in this family. But not only that, we also have Christ in this family. Sometimes we uh, like or love to be associated with a very respected person, with a very well-known person. But in this family, we have Jesus Christ described as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. In addition to that, we also have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our helper, and our guide in this family. John chapter 14, verse 26, and chapter 16, verse 13 says that. Now, so if we have in this family a father who fulfills all his promises, Jesus as the Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings, as King and King of Kings, and the Holy Spirit as our teacher, helper, and guide. So what more could we ask for in this family? Aren't you glad that you are part of the family of God? Second reason. In this family, there is love and concern. Paul reminds us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. 
that Christ died because of His love for the church. He gave Himself for the church. Now, what does that mean to you? If He died for you, what does that mean to you? If Christ died for you, it means that He took you seriously on the cross. So please, take Him seriously also. If He died for you, it means that your soul is so precious and so important to Him. So please, take well care of your soul. What are the ways? In what ways that God's family is showing their love and concern for each other? If there is love and concern in this family, in what ways that God's family is showing their love and concern for each other? If you would read and turn with me in Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. The scripture says, Now about that time, Herod the king straight out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James the brother of John with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded farther to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So here is Herod persecuting the church. He killed James, the brother of John, and then he arrested Peter and put him in prison. But what did the church do for Peter? They offered constant prayer. Constant prayer. There is the power of the church. The power of the church is in the power of prayer. Because of that prayer, constant prayer by the church for Peter. What happened to Peter? If we will read in the following verses, God sends an angel to release Peter from prison. Brethren, friends, never underestimate the power of prayer. Is it not wonderful and amazing that uh, brethren from all over the world would say to you that they are praying for you? They would email you. They would uh, text you, call you, message you, telling that they are praying for you. That's a wonderful experience that your brethren are praying for you. Not only that, okay, brethren are not just praying for you, but they will also visit you. In uh, Acts chapter 15, verse 36, the scripture says, then after, some, then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city. We have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. 
So, the church is visiting each other. Brothers and sisters are visiting each other. Now, what's, what was the reason, according to the scripture, why did Paul and Barnabas visited the congregations in the cities that they preached the word? It says there, to see how they are doing. That's the purpose of visitation. If you visit someone, you will be able to see how one is doing in his life. And uh, when, you, when you visit and you have learned that uh, your brother or your sister is in need, he or she is sick, and he or she has lost a loved one, what are the brothers and sisters will do for you? They will show up to you. They will show and express their love and concern to you. That's what the church is doing in God's family. Third and last Christ promised that he would come back for his family. As the apostles were gazing up to Jesus, as he was taken up into heaven, two men in a white apparel said to them in Acts chapter 1, verse 11, this is what the scripture says. Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who has taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And Jesus himself promised to his disciples in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 4. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me, believe also in God. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take to you and take you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, you know. I've been away for my family for 32 days. For 32 days. Before I uh, leave them, I told my wife and my two children, I will come back. I will come back for you. That is exactly what the Lord will do. If I told my family that I will come back for them, I will come back for them. In just a few days from now, Wednesday, I'll be able to see them again, hug them again, be in a house together again. And if I uh, go back to the Philippines, I will not go back to any other's family. 
but to, for my own family. And that is exactly what the Lord will do. When He comes back, He will not go to any other families, but to His own family, the church. That's why the Lord said, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. So please, brethren, whatever happens, please be faithful to the Lord until the end. No matter what it takes, please stay in the Lord's family because Christ will come again and take, he will take us to heaven where there will be no more separation from Him, from the Father, and from the Holy Spirit. We have uh, a song, or we have actually two songs in uh, our hymn book that talk about God's family. And I would like uh, to end the message of the Lord uh, this morning through these songs. First song that uh, I would like to read before you is the family of God. The family of God. It says in the lyrics, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join ears with Jesus as we travel this sand. For I am part of the family, the family of God. You will notice, we say, brother and sister around here, it's because we're a family, and these are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share, we all share the tears and rejoice in its victory in this family so dear. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king, no longer an outcast, a new song I sing from rags unto riches, from the weak to the strong, I'm not worthy to be here. But praise God, I belong. If you are uh, visiting with us this morning and you know that you are not yet a part of the family of God, friends, God wants you to be added to His wonderful and amazing family. If you are a part of the family and you know that you are not living a faithful life as a child of God? Why don't you come forward this morning as together we stand and sing?